Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Here we go! Oh, yeah! Not a cast pod. Hey, Rage, every day she'll make you say, Oh my god. She got the scoop on pop culture news. So grab a drink, it ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. Oh, crew! You guys are all here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited about today because I feel like it is Hey, Frage, whole nother level for y'all. Uh, welcome to the podcast. And if you are on my Facebook page right now on my Sarah Fraser Facebook page, you are seeing us live for the very first time in our new studio digs here at Podcast Village over in Georgetown. And um, today's a very exciting day. I'm here with AJ and Leslie. You guys know AJ. She is the producer of the Hey Frage podcast. AJ, are you potted up on the mic and ready to talk so ready to talk sarah i'm here i'm alive by the way right now right now on our facebook cam everybody is seeing you guys right they're seeing the producer cam and the videographer cam so you are looking at aj 
Who has the long, dark hair? I feel like you guys both have long, dark hair. Okay, oh my God. How do you guys... She has longer hair than me, though. One has a Puerto Rican accent. The other one doesn't. Puerto Rican accent over here. Leslie. (laughs) That is Leslie. Say hello to Leslie. She's our videographer. Both these women are amazing. They are keeping the Hey Frage podcast on track and now the show. So you're going to be seeing them more in the producer cam and then you're going to be seeing us in live studio. So today I want to just get right to the big announcement and new additions that I have for the Hey Fresh podcast. And by the way, guys, can you see since we're live on Facebook, actually, you know, what? I'll bring up my Facebook comments. So if you guys have comments, if you listening and watching want to uh, jump in and add any content, any comments, I think I can read them. Um, yeah, 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 we can, we can. Okay, I'll get I'll get to that. Anyway, today's a very exciting day. I'll screw around with that stuff. I don't know what we're going to do as far as a warning. I need a not safe for work warning. You guys know I have a potty mouth. We have a guest intern here today, and she's like, yeah, I haven't shown your mom my Instagram because you curse so much. I'm like, well, girl, you better not. I do. I have a potty mouth. I wake up in the morning, and the first words out of my mouth are fuck. I can't even help it. So we'll get some sort of warning, okay? So if you're on right now with your three-year-old and they just learned the first word today, the F-bomb. I apologize. Um, But the big announcement is this. So for the past year, you guys, many of you have followed my career. You have been incredibly loyal, grateful, support. I'm very grateful for your support. And you've been longtime supporters for since my radio days in this D.C. area market. So today, after this past year, I've really been experimenting with, did I want to get into true crime? Did I? And I did a true crime podcast, which many of you listen to, The Mansion Murders with, with Fox, and I've been a longtime contributor there. And I did Mindful Mondays, and Mindful Mondays is all about kind of mind, body, and soul and exploring kind of deeper issues. And then Wednesday show is all pop culture. And then I had In the Mind of Frage, which is um, was going to be kind of more one-on-one interviews. So I wanted to really play around with and see, number one, what you guys reacted to and you liked when it came to ratings and it came to things that you wanted to hear. And then two, also like what my passion was. And so this past year, I really feel like I love making you laugh, entertaining you. And to be honest, I am really crazy. Like I love having you tune in and you really have no idea what you're going to expect. It's like a Lady Gaga concert. You go and you're like, is this chick fucking genius or is this crazy? I want you to feel that way every single day. I want you to walk away from the show to be entertained, inspired. I want to do a show that people have never, ever seen before. And so one of the elements in making that happen was bringing it to life in video form. So starting this week, which is really scary because I feel like I'm going to have to do my hair and makeup a lot more. And how's my Botox holding up on Facebook? Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up, we're good. (laughs) Good. Okay, thanks, AJ. Good. Uh, But twice a week now, the show is going to be all pop culture. I'm still going to integrate things like, um, and I don't know if I'll call it the Mindful Monday segment, but I'm definitely going to still have interviews with impactful, important people, um, local celebrities, national celebrities. The whole goal of this show is I really want it to be four days a week. And then I think we're toying with the idea of kind of doing a subscription-based show on Friday that will be truly anything goes, all cursing and mostly sex chat, uh, which <laughs> Which would be perfect for today's discussion because AJ went to her friend's, um, what was it? It was a bachelorette party? So it was a bridal party. It was a bridal shower. Bridal shower, yeah. For her girlfriend who is 24 years old, getting married to a man that she's never had sex with. She's completely a virgin. So is he. They've never even slept in the same bed together. I mean, I need to see this whole thing. I need to be there the night they have sex for the first time. I mean, I want to see that. Do any of you watching remember when you were a virgin? No one does. I hardly can remember. I mean... That's amazing to me. I admire that. But we'll get into that. So 
look, the whole thing is that Monday and Wednesday, you're going to get one congruent show. I want one show that every time you tune in, you're hearing the same intro music. You're hearing the same things. You you ex- know what segments are coming up and really kind of give this show the next level that I've really wanted to take it to. And I appreciate all your support and the many metamorphosis that I have gone through over the past couple of years. But I feel like you and I have kind of known we're on this path of like this pop culture crazy lady. And I really want to be like Howard Stern meets Oprah, where we have some naked dudes in. And then we're learning about mindful eating. Story of my life. So anyway, that is my new announcement. You'll be tuning in. And we are going to be very consistent with time. Today we're a little late, but we are working out the details. But um, moving forward, the show is going to kind of be like for your lunch break. So it will be 1230 to 130 p.m. every Monday, every Wednesday. Um, and so you're going to be seeing more guests, more great segments, hopefully things that are funny. And if you don't think they're funny, well, you can hop on my Facebook page and you can tell me to fuck myself, like whatever you want to say. Or like this woman that uh, I was tweeting about the Russian um, senator, the crazy woman who has the insane hair. And this woman was like, you're a bully and it's so nasty. You would say that you need to pay respect to your elders. And I'm like, I'm happy to pay respect to her. I think she's great. But have you noticed that hair? I mean, no. Who isn't going to make fun of that hair? Bully or not bully, lady. Get on board. And P.S. Get off my Twitter. How about that? (laughs) Anyway, so much more of that. So there is my announcement. I'm very, very happy. You'll also see that we are now drinking officially from our Hey Frage um, podcast mugs. They're brand new. They are available for sale. We actually haven't worked out the details of all of where they're going to be, but you can DM me if you want one. I'll give you all the details. So just follow Hey Frage on Instagram. Hit me with a DM and you'll be seeing these mugs at our live appearances. So over the weekend, I wanted to find out, you know, I was telling you, AJ, our in, you know producer here, she had a bachelorette party that she went to. And then also yesterday we were out on the streets and we were doing a little Sarah on the street where I ended up making out with a homeless man with no teeth. But uh, <laughs> that's we were so concerned. <laughs> were you actually you guys were you seemed like you were looking at me like you really thought something was going to happen. Well, he came up to you and he starts going in for the kill. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Sarah. And you don't even flinch. I'm like, he's about to make out with you. And this is a homeless man, people, with, like, beads and crazy glasses on. We were sh- down at Eastern Market and we were doing a lucky booth. And it's it, you'll see it. It's my new Sarah on the Street, part of my uh, partnership with DC Lottery. And I head on an Irish leprechaun outfit which you can see on my Instagram story if you want to see it. But the underwear on the back of the underwear said, kiss me, I'm Irish. So I kept flashing people and basically saying, kiss me, I've got scratchers. And this guy, he took it literally. Of course, people from the street are taking it literally. But not only that, um, AJ here, someone was looking at her butt, you know? (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. While she was looking after you, I was looking after her because it's like... So who has Leslie's back? I don't know. We got to get a security guard. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) We're actually seriously considering thinking about getting someone for security because it is getting a little... Well, it's not really getting out of hand, though, because I'm the one that encourages it. So I don't really know what you can do, except for, I guess, maybe, well, I'll say statements like that, like, kiss me, I've got scratchers, and then the bodyguard can jump in the middle. In case anything happens, yeah, because, I mean, you were just flashing everybody, (laughs) I was like, tits are going to come out soon, and then who, we're going to have a line. Yeah. Well, we did, we did, it was so much fun, but yeah, that was kind of an awkward moment, and then I bought him a coffee, it was really weird. 
this ongoing like flirtation. A, yeah, it really was. It was like a one night stand, and then I bought him a coffee after. Right. It was like really bizarre. And then oh. he wanted more. I'm like, what? <laughs> he kept hanging around. I was like, yeah, he was geez. like, one more kiss. I was like, okay, sir. Stage no, I'm not player. Irish anymore. You've gummed me to death once. I can't. I can't do it. Dentures. Very uh. concerning. Uh, look, we got a lot to come up. Uh, a lot coming up on the podcast today. Uh, an Oscar recap. Did you guys even watch? I want to hear your comments. Did you watch the Oscars? It's down. It's the lowest ratings. It's down like 18.6 on Nielsen ratings, which does anyone even know what Nielsen ratings that equates to? No one does. I mean, right. right? Wait, I remember those terms from college. That's all I know. But I watched half the end of the Oscars, the half of it. So like the most important part. You did. Wait, the first half? Did you watch the last, first half? Last half. You watched the last half, half yeah. of the Oscars. Really? You didn't watch the red carpet stuff? Which is surprising. I just got home too late. And then I, I yeah, I went back and I looked at all the best looks. But I didn't watch that on TV. Only the last half. Did you watch it, Leslie? Nope. <laughs> Nobody watched. Okay, well, I watched the Oscars red carpet. It was the worst red carpet ever. Um, you know, I, I've started doing my little Sarah rants on Monday. And I'm going to rant at the end of our pop culture discussion on why Juliana Rancic needs to never go back to E ever. It was terrible. But anyway, we'll do an Oscars recap coming up. You know, if you thought the Tide Pod challenge was a hot mess, wait till you hear the next one. And then, Leslie, can you bring up this picture? Because I want people that are watching right now, um, and and if you're not watching and you're listening to this podcast later, you can head to my Instagram page, which is at HeyFrage. But there's a picture coming up of a woman proposing to a man, and she has her three little kids. They're all gathered around. The woman is down on one knee. She is proposing to her man. And this picture I put up on my Instagram over the weekend and people went bananas. So I want your thoughts. I want you to leave a comment right now. Do you think that it's perfectly fine that this woman is proposing to a man? Because the comments on my Instagram, okay, you think me too is going on. We got a lot more work to do right? because the inequality that was happening on my Instagram page was insane. So I want you to take a look at that picture and then tell me if you think, what are your thoughts about it? What comes to mind? And would you guys really quick before we kind of get into um, some pop culture stuff and then what happened over our weekends, when you guys first see that image, are you, would that be fine? Would you, would like AJ, our, our producer is with her boyfriend Iggy. So would Iggy have a problem if you proposed? I don't think we'd have an issue, but I would have an issue. Why? Like, I love women empowerment, but, like, I have to have my period. I have to give birth. Like, can you propose to me and then take me out to dinner and then swoon me? Because, like, I feel like I have to do so much. I feel like women deserve to be, you know, romanced. But I love the role reversal. I think that's so cool. It's like, oh, something new. But it's like, uh, for me, no, you better be getting down on your knee. I would get, so you, so if, you would never even really consider proposing to Iggy. Well, first off, no. <laughs> okay, well, okay. <laughs> what that sounded like poor for Iggy. many reasons. Okay. Yeah, poor little Iggy. Uh, no, I, I'm not even there yet. But yeah, I would have to be head over heels for this man. But it looks like they have kids. I need to know the backstory of that. I know everybody wants to know the backstory, and Are it's those... on my friend's. I, it's from my friend Bianca. I think it's a friend of hers, and she put it out. That these are friends of hers and they're just getting married. Like they, they're in love and they want to. But everybody is calling out the fact that he, that she's proposing to the wrong hand. So people are like, is she confused or? Not even to mention, yeah, she's putting it on his right hand. And yeah. did he propose to her? Did he get what down on one knee and they only got the picture when she did the same thing? No, I think that she like originally asked him. So I'm not sure what's up with the hand thing. Okay, I, I, I don't know. It's like woman. I think they did it to kind of evoke emotion. We need to know more.
We need to know more. I think that's But ridiculous. I just loved it because people are very upset about seeing that image. And I'm like, what the I, hell? I would get down on one knee right now and ask Dan to marry me. Oh, yeah, right. Marry him. That's, I would that's do That's literally it. the biggest pile of shit. <laughs> yes, sure. 100%. Why are I would you guys calling bullshit on me? Why no, do you think? I wouldn't do that. First I mean, off, you're, Dan gave you the ultimatum and he's like, hey, are we going to get married? Are we going to have kids? You're like, give it another year. <laughs> hell no, are you getting down on one knee? That's never happening. I think this is the year I'm going to get engaged. I'm really going to do it. And is Dan going to do it or you're going to force it? You're going to be like, all right, we're ready to go. Because you wear the pants, right? I do wear the pants. Absolutely. He hardly oh. has any pants. He looks like Winnie the Pooh when he walks around our house. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zero pants. <laughs> then you should do it with the avo box. The box. Oh, with the, oh, with the avocado box? Yeah, yeah need that. totally. Anyway. All right, leave us your comments. I want to hear about that. Um, and then we'll read those at the end of the show. You can hit me up on Instagram. It's at HeyFraser on Facebook. It's Sarah Fraser, and our Facebook Live is going. So people can pop on and leave those now. Uh, last night was the Oscars. As I mentioned, it was the lowest ratings in Oscar history. Jimmy Kimmel was the host. I'm absolutely obsessed with Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody really was talking about the red carpet, though, and Ryan Seacrest, Juliana Rancic. They sequestered Juliana Rancic to some hotel that I'd never heard of in L.A. Well, Ryan Seacrest, who is dealing with his own accusations of sexual abuse or assault, sorry, sexual assault, uh, was on the red carpet, and no celebrities came to see him. Taraji P. Henson came, Mary J. Blige. And everybody's like, oh, Taraji P. Henson threw him shade by saying, you know, basically karma's a bitch and like what you put out comes back to you and, you know, good people get theirs. And then she kind of like tapped under his chin. I'm like, she was not throwing shade because when she walked away from Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet, she said, I'll see you in New York. They're totally friends. And I almost wonder, are you judging Mary J. Blige and Taraji P. Henson for stopping and seeing Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet? Because they were truly the only big names. And then everybody else was over the age of 65. They don't even know how to use the fucking internet. They don't even know what Me Too is going on. What They don't even know. I guarantee if you had a gun to whatever that guy's head that was Winston Churchill and you were like, okay, dude, what is a hashtag? He'd have no clue. He's 88 years old. Ryan Seacrest got to interview him. That was it. So I, I feel like I'm done with E. I... Loved it for years. It was my go-to place. But in light of everything that happened yesterday, I don't. I just. I want to know. Like, be in these meetings. Why would and what are the executives thinking that they're putting Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet instead of Juliana Rancic, who has all the experience in the world? And I mean, I know you guys. I know AJ. You didn't watch the red carpet, but you're a fan of Juliana. I am a fan. I think she's a little outdated. I think they need to get a little bit new flavor in there. It's like, all right, we, you've had your time. You know, you look great. Well, she's a little emaciated, but that's okay. We'll let it pass. Um, are you familiar with the E! Snapchat girl, Erin Lim? She has like this yes. agent. She's adorable. I think they need to bring her in. That's a good idea. My, my whole thing is I don't care who they used, but the fact that they didn't use a woman or someone else on the red carpet, knowing all the controversy, knowing they put out a producer who 30 seconds, a minute before, was trying to go get A-list celebrities and going, hey, do you want to talk to Ryan Seacrest? All of them refused. He got nobody. Sandra Bullock didn't go there. Uh, you know, Nicole Kidman didn't go there. He had no one. It was like crazy. You made a good point that you thought they should have two women interviewing because this is all about the time. You know, yes. the whole, it would be so, so smart of them to have two women interviewing people. I think that would just get so much more attention. I thought it was super tone deaf. And on top of that, it just came out in the New York Times over the weekend that the woman who was producing these e-red carpet shows, including um, the Golden Globes, was fired because she allowed on air. Remember when um, Selma, I don't think it was Selma Hayek, but it was. Maybe it was Selma Hayek or Eva Longoria who came on the red carpet for the Golden Globes and essentially said, like, E needs to... Oh, it's Deborah Messing. Sorry. Can't, said that E needs to... <laughs> like, what 
not, not even Hispanic a... at all. Deborah Messing. I love her. <laughs> I was not, not even in the same category. Um, but Deborah Messing called him out. The woman and she Messing was saying, hey, look, why don't you start paying people equally like Cad Sadler? And then the producer who did that show ended up getting fired. So they've. You know, their pay issues, they fire a female producer because they didn't want that comment airing. She didn't cut it quick enough. Then they put Ryan Seacrest on. I'm done. I'm done. I can't believe I'm tur- turning to ABC to watch a red carpet, which is so sad when Joan Rivers built the red carpet for E. I mean, it's terrible. And Bring Howard Joan Stern. Back. Bring Joan back. I know. Can't they get a, you know, they always are making a Tupac, you know, hologram. Can't they do one of Joan Rivers, for God's sakes? You're definitely onto something there. Anyway, what'd you guys think of the Oscars? I just thought, I, uh, I don't know. Didn't I tell I you my, my favorite part was when that girl came up? I can never remember her name. She's a comedian, or she was in Girls Trip. Oh, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. I know. Tiffany Haddish for president. Oh my god, I love her too. I got roasted though because I was making fun of her dress. I was like, "What is this medieval hot mess like <laughs> outfits?" And people were like, "That's a tribute to her homeland." I was like, "Oh shit!" But she made a good point. She's like, um, she wore that dress to three other events. Because she's mm. like, you know what? This dress costs four thousand dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it out. Why the hell would I wear it for one event? Right, right, right. She walked the wood red carpet in a dress that was a tribute to her dad. That was from um, a, a country that I can't pronounce. And then, uh, then she got into that white dress that she's worn like on several other occasions. So anyway. There's your Oscar recap. Uh, so a couple other stories that I wanted to talk to you over the weekend. Um, I know interns, you guys um, <laughs> are always trying to like, you're working multiple jobs. You guys are just out of college. But the Washington Post over the weekend put out a story that in Northwest D.C., which is a fairly affluent part of Washington, D.C., that couples that are making $500,000 in combined income still don't have enough money to save. Still, five hundred. That you're making. I wouldn't know if somebody watching making five hundred grand is living paycheck to paycheck because this financial advisor advisor alleges that these people do not have enough money at the end of the month on a five hundred thousand dollar combined home income to actually save anything. The financial advisor's name is Lori Atwood, and she says that uh, she's working more and more with couples in various parts of D.C. who make and appear to be making a ton of money. But once you add in two kids, they buy a Northwest D.C. home. They're dropping $500 in one month and trying to take their kids to McDonald's. She even goes on to say that she's been working with families that sometimes are spending $2,000 a month on their Whole Foods grocery bill. That is insane. $2,000 a month. This is for a family of four. Two adults, two kids. Atwood goes on to project, and she says that's not even the whole of it compared to once you send your kids to private school or daycare. Daycare can be anywhere to uh, up to $5,000 a month. $5,000 a month in daycare. Uh, Atwood says that she has uh, couples in their 30s with annual incomes of $200,000 plus a year. She charges $185 herself. She'll take a look at your finances and she'll help you find ways that you can actually save a couple hundred dollars, $300 a month. She says the biggest trap that couples are making once they start making big incomes and salaries like $200,000 a year is they think that they need the big house. She says the the downfall is that they buy this Northwest DC lifestyle trap. They buy into it. They get the home. Their mortgage is anywhere from five to $8,000 a month. Plus you put in childcare, cost of living, traveling. They don't even have $300 at the end of the month. Can you imagine if you were making $500,000 what you would do with it? I can't, I don't even know how people are broke after that. I read this article and it is the most frustrating because 
I'm not even going to disclose what I make a month because it's pennies <laughs> compared to these people. It's called Are Don't you- Shop at Whole Foods, Take Different Vitamins, and but the mortgage is what kills me. I don't know why people. I don't see the glamour in being a homeowner. Like, does your? I mean, I guess things appreciate that much. But in D.C. and Northwest, but they're living way above their means. And me coming from a family that lives in Northwest D.C. and this is like an old family. Like we don't. This house is so ancient, and so we don't even have to pay mortgage anymore because we the, the house is owned. But I would never. My parents would never move to Northwest D.C. D.C. is so expensive. Oh, I know. It's such a ripoff. But such a ripoff. The mortgage. And then I don't know what you do about, um, you know, child care, though. I feel like that is five grand. And you're just. Now that you can't even get out of because the D.C. public schools are some of the worst in the country. It's insane. Wait, didn't you go to D.C. public school? My parents worked their ass off so I could go to private schools. Oh, you did? Oh, you went to I private did. school. Now, okay. I did go to a couple different public schools. I was all over the place. Um <laughs> How many schools did you go to? We were going to move a couple times, so I went to public schools. I went to Wilson. I did a charter school. I did private school. I was all over the place. And when did you get kicked out, or like, what did you just? (laughs) Troublemaker. Yeah, I was expelled. Um, Troublemaker. We just had to move you around from place to place. Yeah, for undisclosed reasons, I uh, I moved around a lot. Well, here's the other thing I want to talk to you about, AJ. So there was also a story out over the weekend that Lyft and Uber drivers make about $3 an hour. Now, Uber and Lyft have come out and said this is absolutely not true. They're blaming the survey and the company behind it, saying that they basically picked and, you know, they were picking and choosing various facts to use. And the reality is that Lyft and Uber drivers make a lot. But, okay, so what do you think you make? Because AJ, our producer, also has to Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> And Uber. So we send her out to do that. So what do you think your hourly, um, what do you think you get every hour? Depends on the day. So on a good day, I'll make as most as 25 an hour. Oh my God, that's, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that your take home or that's your gross? What's your net? My net after, they take out fees and then you have to factor in gas money. So I would say but shit, you're still making like that's amazing. And that's during rush hour, and then you can okay. get. They have all these special things. You can get surge prices, and then after, if you make a couple, uh, a certain number of trips and a certain number of surge hours a week, you get a bonus of three hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. So they have fun bonuses. I, Wait, I, how do you know when there's a surge? It's so it's from uh, seven a.m. till ten a.m. and then five to it's rush hour hours. Oh my God, you got to get out there and driving, sister. Right, right. Yes. And then I'm going to turn on the app and then you can come over and get me and bring me here to the studio. That's what I tell all my friends. I'm like, turn on your app. I'll drive you. So I never check my ratings. I don't even know what my ratings are on, um, and I don't use Uber because they hate women. So I only use Lyft. So, right. but here's my thing. You've recently been getting like some one-star ratings. Like, how do you, that's so funny. I've never given a driver a one-star rating ever. So when I, you know, got into the profession of lifting, I'm thinking I'm going to be amazing. Nobody's going to one star me, but um, I forget the fact that I'm a terrible driver. And um, yes, true story. True story. Yeah, when I pick up Leslie, it's like she's like, "Oh my god, we're gonna die! If I get out of here alive, we'll be lucky." Yeah. So I check my ratings, and most of them are good. It's like, "Oh, excellent! Conversation was great." And you know, I never force conversation, but if you want to talk to me, I'm gonna talk to you. Very so, talkative. Um, but yeah, so one time I got this guy and. I um, I sped a little bit. He was going to the airport, and it did not go over well. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, I have a dog in the back, and you're going way too fast for me. And I, I freaked and out. And he gave you a one-star rating for one that? Star. Yeah, no tip, one star. And people can see the one star. So it's like, well, thanks a lot, sir. <laughs> it's like, why did I even, yeah. But what happens, like, when people get the one, when you see the one star, you have the option of what, skipping you as a driver? Is that, like, why it hurts you? 
Because I, I, that's the thing. Like, I never look at when people come to get me. Like, I never look, which I should look because recently I've had someone come and their whole car reeked of alcohol. They clearly have been drinking from a flask prior to getting me. I get in the car oh. all the time. I know. They're clearly yeah. drinking and driving. And then I've gotten in the car with so many people who obviously just smoked weed. Like, they didn't even bother with, I mean, to get out of the vehicle and smoke. They just completely light up the car. Just hot box the car. They right hot box the vehicle and then they come in. I'm like, are you going to crack the window? Like, what am I supposed to say? I mean, they do that all the time. And I never give them a bad rating. I got to change you gotta that. You got to one star those bitches because I'm like, I make my car smell good. Well, I always feel like I'm passive aggressive and being a bitch if I don't say to them. Like if like the guy who was obviously drunk, I needed to just go, excuse me, sir, you're clearly wasted. Like you've come. It was like five in the morning. I was going to the airport and he reeked a boost. He'd obviously just come from the bars in Arlington and then like, turned you know on what? his app. <laughs> I know exactly. Let me get right to work here. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> So I always feel like I'm a bitch if I don't say anything, but then give him a one star. You know what? Yeah, give him a one star. It'll, it'll hit him later. Um, the Tide Pod challenge is out. Now everybody is putting their arms on a hot coil. Uh, it's being called the most dangerous. I don't even know. How do people sit around and come up with these? I need to come up with a challenge. What would mine be? Hmm. I don't know. I think mine is going to be the free bleeding challenge. And that is when you don't wear a tampon or a pad to work and you wear white pants and you just bleed. And then you just go, oh, hey, coworkers, I'm not going to sit on your chair. <laughs> you just let the flow go. <laughs> Anybody want in? Who wants to start? You guys want me to lead the way? Okay, no problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's being called the most dangerous fad yet. The hot coal challenge is just like what it sounds, where these Instagram people try to light up a coal or a coil on an electric stove and then hold their bare skin against the hot stove for as long as possible. One guy who took the challenge has a, has over 380,000 views, but I have to say, like, you watch these videos and a lot of it is the people don't actually do it. Have you watched the videos? They basically say like, oh, like, oh, we're going to do it. And they never do. Yeah, I've watched the videos and I'm thinking, I go to the end. I just skip the whole video. I know. Right. They do the whole thing. But anyway, some people have actually burned themselves with this challenge and then filmed it for likes. Ugh. The one guy that you're seeing the picture of, oh my God, it's so, I can't even. It's so disturbing. Obviously, I mean, and these people don't look like millennials, do they? They look older. Bring back the Tide Pod. That seemed like millennials were much smarter, right? I mean, you just have to go get your stomach pumped. This one, oh, you have like scars for life. It's so disturbing. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm absolutely obsessed. I think most of you do who have listened to my podcast and then um, known me over the years. I'm absolutely obsessed with documentaries. I watch them all the time. I'm obsessed with shows, um, basically more like real life shows. I am really into Dateline, 48 Hours, like anything that tells true stories. So the show that I'm really into now is Real Sports on HBO, which essentially isn't really about sports. It's more about... They really do human interest based around sports. This weekend had to be like one of the, I don't know, I feel like it was some of the best journalism that I've seen. And if you haven't watched it, you absolutely need to go and watch this on HBO because I didn't even realize this existed. But they did a long expose on the United Arab Emirates and how they used to use kids as child camel jockeys, like these two and three year old boys. I'm not even joking. Like this story blew my mind. No this was in 2004. OK, this is not that long ago. And the UAE and other surrounding countries, Saudi Arabia, would essentially buy children. They were child slaves, put them on camels and then have them race for all these wealthy sheiks. It was the most heart. 
Google this. Like, you won't believe it. You will see these kids on these camels racing, and you're like, what the hell? Am I? This can't be real. And P.S., finally, after Real Sports did this expose in 2004 and got, like, the State Department involved and all this stuff, now the UAE and other countries use these little robots that creepily look like children. They put them on the camels, and then these little robots keep whipping the camels so they can race. It is, I know, you will die. You will die when you see this show. It was the best expose I've ever seen. Like, heartbreaking. Like, you absolutely cried. These boys were completely taken from their families, bought, sold, sexually abused, like the, the most unbelievable stuff. But there is this hero in the story, this guy Ansar, who completely deserves a Nobel Prize, and he and his wife are going around saving all these kids. And I won't even tell you, because it's like, Honest God, I could have, I was glued. It was the best television I have seen in so long. And there's a good ending to this story. So anyway, Real Sports gets involved and then Ansar, they kind of follow him around and they end up exposing this, showing it on national TV. But a sheik, a wealthy sheik gets involved and then kind of ends up helping to change this. But some of the best, it was unbelievable. Un, I can't even, and recent, like happening recently. Do you guys watch, you don't watch that show, do you, AJ? I don't watch it, but I need to go. But I love documentaries or anything that tells you about worldly things that I need that I'm unaware about. I'm totally unaware of this. Oh my god! It, so are the kids obviously? You said they're sexually abused, but are they hurt on the camp? Like they could die. Yeah. On the camels. No, they had like they showed like two or three kids, and they like feature they profile one kid, and then he ends up dying in a race because he's trampled by. I mean, they're like three year old boys. It is the most insane that thing young. ever. That's ever, disgusting. ever, ever. Uh, so I, if you haven't watched it, you absolutely, oh my God, put it on your list. If I know there's a good ending, I'm okay. There so is. A good I mean, ending. Okay. Oh, you'll be in tears. It's like the, it, you won't even, but there is a good ending. Uh, more millennials are, you, when you think of scams, like getting scammed, like, I don't know, somebody calling you and saying, oh, hey, like your bank account has been compromised, your email has been compromised. Well, more millennials are falling for these scams than seniors. Can you believe this? In 2007, have you guys ever been scammed? You both are giving me the face like you don't believe it. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 
Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, first of all, no one's called you, Leslie. I mean, they have, but I'm like, bye, Felicia. Like... No. <laughs> you have to be smart. I mean, how come millennials? I mean, I, I actually thought you could do better. Please. They say that um, forget the cliche of the vulnerable senior citizen falling victim to scammers. A larger share of young people reported that they lost money to fraud than older individuals in 2017. So this is somebody calling you or this is the Nigerian email scam where someone's like, hey, you've inherited $20 million. Just send me your mom's maiden name. Your bank account, your email address will wire it to you. And these millennials are falling apart. No. But here's the thing. Do you want to know why? Apparently, this is the reason. Why do you guys think that more millennials are falling for these scams? Or have you guys had the phone call? Because Dan gets this phone call. Has anybody had the phone call where the guy calls and he's like, hey, your Microsoft email. First of all, he has a very thick accent. Okay. Right. <laughs> Giving so, away number one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Giveaway number Red one. Flag. Giveaway number two. The phone number is from Vietnam. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking it up. But Dan Bye, will Felicia. entertain them. Dan, of course. Dan. And then, um, so then the guy goes, "Hey, your your Microsoft email is being compromised. I'm going to need you to head to your keyboard and hit Control Alt like four or something. I'm going to get you rebooted. Like someone's trying to take over." And Dan will be like, "Okay, yeah, absolutely. All right." And um. Then he ends up basically being like, okay, yeah, this image came up and it's of this devil and it's telling you to go fuck yourself while you rot in hell, you mother. And then he just goes off. I'm like, babe, babe, babe. I could so see Dan doing Oh, he too. does. He's like, he goes crazy on he these people and they're up. like, sir, sir, do not curse at me. And he's like, you're a scammer. Oh my God. 
So that's, they'll, they'll give you a virus on your computer, and then they'll go in through that and infiltrate all your files? Yeah. Then they get, they basically, Ew. if you do a certain whatever code, Got they it. then get access to your computer. I feel like millennials would be like, oh, that's techie. That's probably. No. Why do you think, I though, wouldn't. that millennials are falling for these scams? Is it all on social media or they're doing it through their computers? Right. That's why. No, ironically, it's enough. It's because millennials don't watch TV. So millennials don't watch TV to hear about these scams because you know how like NBC, yeah, like Fox News, they're always running like these ongoing stories like tonight, 90 year old woman gave away her like house and all of her fortune to a man who looked like Brad Pitt that she thought was going to come from Thailand and marry her. Right. So millennials don't watch TV to know this. So they're falling for it. But I just think that's common sense. Come on. Like somebody's giving you like, I don't know, that's common sense for me. It's like, no. I don't, I don't think so. First of all, I have an Apple. So if you call me saying something about Microsoft, I'll be like, bye, bye. I don't even know what Microsoft is. That's just... <laughs> exactly. And then if I hear someone with a fake accent, I'll be like, your, your accent is not thicker than mine. So vete para allá que no te quiero ver en este momento. Excuse me, sir, from Vietnam. I don't even know what Microsoft is. Could you... Like, that would be the best. I really feel like we should... Actually, I'll see if Dan still has that number. Maybe we can call him and have him walk us through the scam. But, like, every step of the way, you can be like, sir, I don't know what that is. Like, could you explain what Microsoft is? <laughs> or start speaking another um, language, and that's it. Sir, them. Yeah. yeah. Could you show me like what the command button is? What does the command button look like? Could We're you spell on the it? Keyboard. Exactly. Anyway, I thought that was amazing though. It's millennials don't watch TV. They have no idea. You've got to be pretty stupid. Where do these people live? Where, where, what part of the country? I feel like they're all of our all of our listeners oh, no. are millennials. Who watches TV? Do you guys have? You guys are you guys watching the nightly news? Okay, crickets. We need a You're cricket right. sounder. You're we need right. a cricket sounder. Nobody I, is. I, I watch crickets. it in the background crickets. as my parents are watching. My parents watch it, and then I'm just in the room. When I oh. uh, okay, obviously AJ is in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for um, five years, and but you know we've been hot and cold. And I always tell people it took me like four years to fall in love with Dan. Now I'm crazy about him, but you know it took me a long time. Highs and lows, breakups, makeups, you know, a few other things along the way. Uh, but AJ is with her boyfriend Iggy, and then Leslie is single. When you guys, when Iggy took you on your first date, AJ, how much money do you think he spent? Oh, Iggy is so cheap. We know that. <laughs> he couldn't is? Even, couldn't even, oh my, he would take me to McDonald's if it was socially oh, acceptable. No. I'm not oh, even kidding. No. Yeah, disgusting. What do you think the average amount of money, though, that a guy spends on the first date? On the first date, if he's really trying to impress her, and this is just not Netflix and chill. This is like, I'm taking her out right. to a like, This is like a real dinner. And maybe $55. If we're having drinks, it could be 70 Leslie, when's, what's the last first date that a guy took you a on? Last first or date. a girl or whoever? Um, I don't know. It was a long time ago. Um, but they usually, wait, I don't know, 100 bucks or something like that. A hundred dollars? All right, that's really good. Yeah. Do you guys buy that some, that, okay, they just did this survey, major cities across the country, and they're saying that men in Philadelphia spend the most on first dates at $396 for a first date. <laughs> I'm coughing. Who, who, one, what do they do? And two, what is she doing after Every, to get this, them to spend that much money? Go to the <laughs> website, whatsyourprice.com. The website pooled male users in different cities to find the most generous men when paying for a first date. The average first date. This is unbelievable. We all need to go to Philly. Road trip. A road trip to Philly. We're uh, all going on a date. Yeah. Let's go. Philadelphia actually came in number two with $396 on the first date. The number one city that ha- for the most expensive first date was San Francisco at $422. This is what men are spending on the first date. 
with either other dudes or with other women. People were shocked and astounded when this came. I can't even think of, I would love to know. Like, I want someone to leave a comment. Have you ever been out on a first date where someone spent 422? Because I usually go out on the date where at the end, I don't even reach for my credit card anymore because I'm just so over it. Like, I went on so many horrible dates where the men would talk about themselves for five hours and then at the end reveal they were divorced with three kids or their ex-wife was still living with them. Are you? I'm like, are you, are you kidding? You fucking lead with that. You're telling me now your ex-wife still lives with you and you have three little loser kids? I'm not going to be a stepmom. Anyway, I was so fired up. That's when I wanted them to spend $396. That would have made it a lot better. But then usually at the end, after they drop the kids on me, they're like, so would you mind? You know, I mean, I have a lot of bills and everything. So do you think we could just split it this time? And you're like, are Woof. you kidding? No, that I have a horrible taste in men, apparently. <laughs> oh my God. I almost $500. Are these sugar daddies? Because I got to get one. Dallas, Texas, 236. New York City, the average first date, according to men, $207. I can't even believe that Boston, 184. DC didn't even make the list. So Iggy's in good company. Apparently, DC's like super cheap men. Classic. Super cheap. What is Valentine's Day? How much people spend on Valentine's Day? If that's the first date, Valentine's Day has got to be insane. Yeah. Do people go out on a first date on Valentine's Day? No, but I'm saying like if this is the first date, imagine what they're going to spend Oh, on Valentine's Day. I see what you're saying. I'm seeing seeing what you're saying. I would totally. Uh, Carlos Los is saying WTF on our Facebook page. Uh, $396, Carlos, we're absolutely with you. Uh, Sahir says that she only watches YouTube now. Um, and that's how she's learned about scammers. See, so people don't, they don't even find them on TV. They're finding out about scammers on YouTube. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Hey, do you guys dream about being great, like achieving greatness? Are you guys all about like, oh, I just want to be great at my, like in life, at my job? I mean, I, we all had a show meeting earlier today to talk about goals and both of them were like, I was like, hey, so what do you guys, what are your goals for this year and for, you know, yourselves? And they were like, to be rich. I was like, like, all right, ladies, Um, we all want to be rich. Uh, Have you got any ideas on how we're going to get there? Like both of them were like, Goal number one, to be rich. <laughs> like just in that voice. I love it so much. You have to do my accent, though. So, Leslie sits down. I'm like, Leslie, have you got any goals? I want to be rich. <laughs> well, so do I, sister. So do I. Um, I love this story. I won't even get into it because I want to get your reactions, uh, people's reactions on um, my social media about the woman that proposed to the guy. But this is a great story if you want to read it. I'm always into these kind of like psychological, um, basically mindfulness stuff. I always love like how people achieve success or whether they, whatever it is, how they conquer addiction issues or... In my case, for me, it was food issues. But the article is called Why Most People Won't Ever Achieve Greatness. And they say that anyone, anyone, which I think is amazing, can achieve greatness. Greatness is relative. The results might look different for some. Simply quitting an addiction means greatness. For others, creating a Fortune 500 company means greatness. Anyone can do this. But most people won't. And the article says, I'm not talking about simple averages and logistics. We're talking about everyone can't be in the top 5%. But the reasons that these people aren't are really shocking. So why are so many people mediocre? They say it's not even that they've tried and failed. Either most people never even try at all, at all. So it's like the fear of being mediocre holds people back. They spend their lives without even as much as an attempt to create their masterpiece. Why do so few people ever achieve greatness even when they could? It's a good question. The simple answer is because it's easier to let someone else call the shots. 
You think that's, I completely agree with that. I see that in so many people's lives. I mean, I took a plunge. I don't make much money right now, but I'm following my dream. And I think a lot of my friends know that about me. So it's like, you know what, I'll, I'll take some sacrifices, but I totally see how easy it would be to just get a job that I hate, but make money. Oh my yeah. God. It, yeah. It's really, because it is scary to create your own thing. Like there's definitely moments, and I, I probably have told you guys this, and I talk about this all the time too, but when I had an offer with the last radio job that they wanted me to stay, and the money was amazing, and my agent was like, what are you doing? No one ever makes money in podcasting. And I was like, yeah, they're going to make money in podcasting because this way of media is not going to survive forever. Like People are transitioning. They're doing other things. But it was so hard. And I can remember like getting that phone call and you're like, oh, my God. And then you're out on a limb. Your agent's not calling you. No one's calling you. And you're like, OK, what am I going to do? Like then it, the reality of it really sets in. But I thought that was kind of sad. And the article's really, really good. But it's just it sucks that so many people never even take that step out of fear to do it. But I I understand it because it is really, really it's hard. It's hard. Um and then it goes on to basically talk about to increase your clarity to avoid settling for second best. I would say this has been my biggest obstacle. We're kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to a lesser goal. No one wakes up, brushes their teeth and puffs out their chest with a confident smile and yells, today I'm not going to, today I'm going to suck. <laughs> not not going to suck. Today I'm going to suck. I mean, maybe some people do, but most people would claim that they want to live exciting, extraordinary lives. They might even appear to work very hard at it, but they never make any progress. Oh my God, this is like one of my biggest fears. Their problem isn't that they're willing and intentionally dive face first into a brick wall of mediocrity. The problem is that the path to mediocrity is simply more clear than to greatness. People never put it down. Oh my God. After the show, we're having another meeting and making goals. I swear to God. I'm like, I we agree. need a, uh, the clearest path. How? Yeah, we have to make it. Someone get out the plow truck. We're like clearing this path. I need it all. Clear the road. Clear the roads, baby. Um, all right. So we put up a picture at the beginning that was a woman that was down on one knee. And she was proposing to a man. And a lot of people are very fired up about this picture because they feel like, um, I guess I was so shocked that women felt so traditional about this. So- do you guys have some of the, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Do you have some of the reactions that people had from the picture? And if you don't, no worries, I'm going to bring them up. But I was surprised at, I feel like I have a pretty open following. You guys are always like open and willing to try new things. But this went up on my Instagram over the weekend. Out of the 119 comments, I would say that 70% of people actually felt like they would never go for this. Uh, Ash Bash 730 said, I proposed to my husband first and he absolutely loved it. Uh, Diesel underscore R underscore S says, I feel like nowadays it's more acceptable these days, but it does slowly diminish chivalry as a whole. That comment I thought was interesting. Do you guys think that's true that when women propose to men, that chivalry is diminished i feel like i don't i don't know why i don't know why i was gonna let leslie talk this one okay yeah what's your oh you're you're because you're a traditional gal yeah but i i mean i don't know if i have to go down on one knee i'll, I'll do it i'll be like hurry up i'm getting old you know my my hair is getting gray and i need to get married <laughs> but you would this would not be your first choice not exactly Oh, my God. Am I the only one? I, I think this is awesome. Most of the women pretty underscore wings. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> if a man doesn't ask me, then he's not ready or not the man for me. If he's waiting for me to do this. Then why are you with him then? I know. I don't know why. Oh, my God. People I... are so different. I don't know. <laughs> I would be fine with it. I would absolutely be fine with it. Um, it's me underscore Rachie. Nah, nope, nah, no, mm, mm, no. Hard pass. The only time I'm taking a knee for my man is in the bedroom after he puts a ring on it. LOL. What? This is one that you like. Ronnie Taylor said, not bad. I proposed over the phone after a Prince concert in 84. LOL. I think that's a great one. Right. Good stories. Anyway, you guys, that image, you can share it. You can find it on my Instagram and share it there because I thought that was an interesting discussion. Uh, DMs. You can always hit us with our DM segment. We are getting ready to post. We have a phone line. So from now on, we're going to leave uh, or start adding the phone line to the show. So you can leave a message. We're going to take live calls to once a month. Um, So once we kind of work all our kinks out for our show, our live show, which is going to be streamed live and broadcast live on Mondays and Wednesdays on Instagram, on um, Facebook Live, and then on YouTube. So you can always either email us at sarah at heyfrage.com or you'll be able to call in. You can leave a message and eventually we'll have calls live because I love live phone calls. And guess what? You don't even have to be censored. And we are going all out. I want your biggest secrets. No one could even see your face. I want the dirtiest reveals. I want all your advice and help. If you have an interesting story, you need to have it announced and broadcast here first. So that'll be coming next week. We'll tell you the phone number. In the meantime, um, an ongoing discussion as the girls were talking about in relationships is if I'm going to have kids and get married. I am not a traditional woman. I would propose to a man. I don't know. I feel like I would try open relationships. I'm completely anything goes, right? But this woman wrote to me and she said, I've been listening to you for several years, even back in your radio days. And she says that I'm a mom and I really think that you should take the plunge into becoming a mom. Um, She says, you have a lot of things going for you and I think you'd make an excellent mother and could handle it. It's a lot, especially for women. It's a whole second life on top of your current career focused life. There's sacrifices and balance and horrible days and lots of giggles. Time is not on your side, Sarah. Thanks for reminding me. You have a super supportive partner. Your recent post about your birthday is inspiring, and I think you'd have a lot of lessons to pass on to a tiny tot. I would. And that would be don't drink cheap booze, don't drink Rolling Rock in high school, and the boyfriend that you think you're in love with when you're 16 and you lose your virginity to, you're not going to care about in four years. There's my advice. How early is too early to start telling kids that? Five? Eight? Fifteen? What? Like how? How early is too early? I have no idea, but I just want you to have a kid just so I can meet this. You're going to be the funniest mom. Oh, my God. No, I'm going to put the kid on YouTube. I'm going to completely exploit them and make them show business. I'm going to be, get out on stage. Get out here. I can't handle this microphone any longer myself. And then do you think it would be too inappropriate? I've already dreamed about this. Like when I have the kid, it's going to come to all my live shows. And then I'm going to go over to the side of the stage and it's going to pour vodka in my cup. And then I'm going to walk back on stage. Like, is that too much? That'll be amazing, I think. Because people like kids and then you do something different. That's And then Real Sports can do a show on me instead of like Kid Camel Jockeys. It'll be like (laughs) kids. Exposes to alcohol, gets wasted, dies. Kid bartenders. (laughs) Hey, Frage. Anyway, she goes on to say, time is not on your side. You've got a supportive supportive partner. Um, Seize the moment. Take the leap. Settle down and move to the suburbs. Oh, oh God. You had me till that last one. She says, we have wineries. Who cares? Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
Anyway, she says that um, you'll absolutely love it. So thank you so much, Allie. Allie wrote to that. And P.S. She says, I'm a random New Hampshire, New Englander. I love that. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, All right, you guys. I feel like, too, when once we have more graphics, we're also going to do a meme of the week because I've recently become obsessed with memes of the week. And my favorite one is the one that is on my Instagram currently of the, I don't know even what he is. He's sort of dressed as a woman, maybe perhaps a drag queen who is super hungover, walking the streets after a long night out, and the caption is amazing. And it's like, friend, did you go out last night? And then the response is me. And it's this hilarious video, which you can find on HeyFrage Instagram. So find it there. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. So much more to come. Share the podcast with someone new. We're always adding new people to the show. And we want new people to discover it. So that's kind of also the reason that I'm adding this new format. And hopefully um, it's just more exciting. I can't wait to have like live phone calls and Skype guests and more people and more elements. And, you know, more reasons for me to wear undies that say, kiss me. I'm a podcaster. Right? (laughs) We got to get those next all that all right you guys follow us on social media thank you so much for watching today it's sarah at heyfrage.com is always the email teddy beats is on the outro song love me some teddy beats bye everybody it's a podcast not a cast every day she'll make you say oh my god she got the scoop on pop culture news so grab a drink it ain't what you think it's sarah and the crew Bye, everybody!